Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everyone? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Welcome to Emotional Management. What does that even mean, emotional management? I manage my emotions just fine. I was angry at someone the other day and yelled at them. Hey, listen, if you're struggling in any way, if you're wondering how to handle certain situations, and the reality is this, my tagline is there are two kinds of people in the world. I say there are people who have issues and dead people. So if you're currently alive, you have issues. So do I. So does everyone. If you're struggling and you want to reach out, the number is 866-391-1020. That's 866 391-1020. I'm really well aware now, and I feel beyond humbled that people listen all over the world. So it's, it's fascinating. It's interesting when you stand in a spot in front of a microphone in a studio in one location, and you recognize that people are listening all over the world. It's humbling. So I want to say thank you to so many people all throughout the world who tune into this uh, station and to the show specifically And people who reach out and say, you know, they're not able to uh, call in live because maybe in the country that they're in, it doesn't show up in that way, but they're able to hear it afterward. So please check out kdkaradio.com and you'll be able to hear the podcast version of this show. I'm passionate about what I do. I'm super passionate about what I do. And I'm passionate about what I do because my life is devoted to helping people find peace. And that starts with me seeking peace myself. It'd be great to listen. It's an easy, it's an easy time in society to stand up on a soapbox and tell everybody what they need to do to feel better. It's an easy time in society to uh, publish a book. My goodness, you could literally publish a book online through Amazon. You wouldn't need to You wouldn't need to worry about whether or not publishers accept it. You wouldn't need to worry about whether or not critics respond to it. The only to publish a book nowadays is a matter of clicking a button. We have more information now than ever. We have more quote unquote experts than ever. We have more people who can tell you what to do with your life. But the real question is, what can you do with your life? So look, at the end of your life, in your final moments, and you will have them, I will have them, we will all have them. We will all have those final moments. And in those final moments, what do you think you and me and others will be thinking? If you've ever sat with someone in hospice, you understand in their final moments, they are not thinking about how they could have gotten over on others. They are not thinking in their final moments about how they could have gotten away with this or that. In people's final moments, they think about peace. They think about what what can I do to have peace in this moment, in a reflection of my life? Look, if someone came to you and they said, I wanna wanna be a, maybe it was a young man, maybe a young man comes to you, let's say a 10 year old comes to you and says, I wanna be a professional basketball player. Wonderful, beautiful. Hey, when are you gonna practice, my man? 
Oh, no, I'm not going to practice, but when I'm 25 years old, I'm just going to walk on to an NBA team. You would say, all right, my man, listen, I appreciate I appreciate that um, belief that you can walk onto a team after never touching a basketball, but that's not reality. Reality is that it's going to take effort. It's going to take practice. You can do it. I believe in you, but it's going to take effort. Let's come back to our final moments. In our final moments of life, we know we're going to want peace. We also know that to get peace, we have to practice it. So here's what we're going to do tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about what stops your peace. We're going to talk about what gets in the way of your peace. And my hope for you along the way in this show is if, well, if you can If you're struggling with figuring out what gets in the way of your peace, I'd love for you to call me, 866-391-1020. But no matter what, if you're just listening, and maybe you're listening to this the next day and weren't able to call in, what gets in the way of your peace? And what I'm asking for is this. If you can identify a source outside of yourself, well, then you're giving that source the power and control over your life over your destiny, over your peace. If we want peace, we have to practice peace. Just like you would say to a young man who's 10 and wants to be a professional basketball player, my man, you can definitely do it, but if you want to play professional basketball, you have to practice basketball. You can't just wake up magically and play. And the same is true for you and for me and for life. If we want peace, we have to practice peace. But things get in the way, and tonight on this show, my hope is to show you how the one obstacle that gets in your way, and my guess is going to be the most, is you. See, there are things that you say on repeat. There are things that you do on repeat. There are tapes that you play in your mind. And for my young audience out there who doesn't know what tapes are, there's, there are recordings, audio recordings in your mind of how you see the world and you're playing those recordings over and over again. And the question is, do you need to continue to play what you've always known or can, can you step forward and see the world anew? Maybe you want to talk. I know there are a lot of people out there because I meet people. I love it. So as a radio personality, I mean, I do stuff on television, so you can see me. You can see me on YouTube. But as a radio personality, sometimes people don't know what I look like, obviously. And so when sometimes people find out what I do, they say, oh, I listen to your show. I would love to come into your show. Met somebody recently in the community that said that I'd love to call into your show, but I could never. I said, let me let me tell you something. Let me put this in perspective for you. Hey, when you call into the show, no. It feels like everybody in the world sees you. They don't. It's radio. I promise you that. And the other thing is this. You can call in and say your name is something else. And no one will ever know. And I'm saying that to you tonight. 866-391-1020. I get it that this is emotional management. I get it that it is about your own personal private world. And we would only want you to disclose what you wanted to disclose. But the other reality is this. We all have issues. We all have moments where we think, how do I get through this moment? I do a lot of work in the prison system, and I was working with an inmate today who was struggling, was in a, was in a dark moment, and I said, listen, this moment is difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's a difficult moment. But here's the reality. I, I asked him, I said, how old are you? The man said, 34 years old. I said, okay. Okay. 
Let me ask you something. At 34 years old, have you ever had an emotion that has lasted forever? Have you ever had an emotion that has never turned off? He got quiet. He thought, I can't even set the stage for you. There was so much going on. He got quiet. He thought. He said, no. No, I guess not. And I said, I promise you the same is true for this moment. This is a tough moment. It's a tough moment. See, but you and I, we've all been through tough moments. Maybe we haven't shared each other's tough moments. Maybe we haven't seen what others have seen. Maybe we only ever know our own difficult psychological experience experiences. But the reality is that no matter what we experience, there will be a beginning, a middle, and an end. Here's why I do this show. I want to help you figure out how to make the most conscious choices possible. Tonight's show is about peace. What gets in the way of your peace? 866-391-1020 is the number. I'd love to hear from you. My whole goal in life is to bring you peace. It starts by living that message. I got a whole lot for you tonight. I'm telling you, 866-391-1020. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Here we go. This. <laughs> so one of the great things about being fully human is this. It's recognizing what you like, what you don't like, what excites you, what doesn't excite you. My wife and daughter know this real well about me. I love, <laughs> I love music. I love music. I wish I was more musically inclined. I wish I could say I was a singer. I'm not. I've been trying to play the guitar. I love that. But anyway, that musical montage comes in in the beginning every time. If you know me, if you listen to this show, I get really excited. I feel like I'm singing. I'm about to start a concert, and it's just great. I love it. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, 866-391-1020 is the number. I would love to hear from you. Let's go to the phone lines right now, and let's go to Crystal. You are on Emotional Management. Hi. Hi, Crystal. Um, hi. hi. I have a question for you. Um, talking about peace, and that um, only has, you're trying to explain to him that his emotion won't last forever, that he's going through. Right. And... Mine is grief. I lost my I lost my husband. It'll be four years this May. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I still grieve, and that's... well, thank you. Um, but it, grief is so hard to work through and to come out and find the peace. And um, I've never actually been able to take the time to seek professional counseling, even though I know that it would really help me. Um, but maybe if you could give me some insight as to this type of an emotion. Yeah, that, that... definitely, definitely. So first of all, like I, I feel, I can feel what you say as a heaviness inside of me. Because I think it's so profound. Like you had this love, you were in love with him. Like you had this relationship, this connection. And then four years ago, this, this happens. And like that grief is real. And I think we, our first move is often to run from it. Like, well, maybe I shouldn't be this sad. Maybe it's been too long. I shouldn't be sad. But obviously this shows how meaningful this relationship and how meaningful he is to you. 
So that's a fact. I mean, that's just a fact, honestly. I want you to hear, because I know it's a radio and you can't see my face, but I wish you could see that my face is saying, like, just conveying a lot of emotion for you because it's powerful. But here's the here's what I want to ask you about. So do you have spiritual okay. do you have spiritual beliefs? Absolutely. Okay. And in your spiritual beliefs, would you say that your husband is in a place of peace right now? He is. He really is. I do know that. It's it's almost kind of like that giddy little kid excited feeling cuz the moment you said that, I kind of felt that a giddy excitedness in me. Like, yes, he is. He's in this divine place. He's surrounded with this love. He, his suffering, the pain he experienced is gone. And here he is in this place of divine purity. And here you are struggling to make sense of it all. But yet there is a voice inside you that says, I know that he, his spirit still exists and it's with me. And that's profound. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to go on every day. <laughs> it is, but yeah. it's hard. It's hard because we often visualize the person that we lost is out there going, oh, no, don't go on. But the truth is when we really sit and think about it, Crystal, when we think about when you think about your husband and you think about where he is, he's probably sitting there, man, I love Crystal. Like I want her to have, I want her to be happy. I want her to have joy because these moments are so precious. This life goes so fast. Mm -hmm. And it does. It really does. And, you know, I try every day to be positive and, and go on, but I just keep thinking, why am I the one stuck here? <laughs> right, know? right, 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 right. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I feel you. I, I feel you. I haven't lost a spouse. My spouse is alive, but I, I feel that. Like, as soon as you say that, like, why am I the one? I can visualize myself in your shoes, and it hits me. It hits me on every level. But here's the thing. if let, Let's say he's in, uh, not just let's say. I, like, I kind of really believe it. You really believe it. So the two of us, at least in our in our belief system, that he's in this place of peace. What do you think he'd be saying to you on a daily basis? Just get over it and get out there and, and, and live life, you know? Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And I know that's what he would want. Yeah, you can visualize, he, you he can see want, it. Yeah. yeah, I know he would want me to be happy. Even when he was sick, he just kept telling me, stop crying, stop crying. <laughs> You know? <laughs> because he loves so. you. He loves you. <laughs> yeah. He loves you. He's with you now. And he's saying, like, what do I, what, what can I help you see that I want you to enjoy this moment? This life is brief. And Crystal, you deserve to dive fully into your life, like really embrace your life. I think that would bring joy to him. I see so many people who lose someone and they think I can't go on. But I think if their loved one is truly in a place of peace, their loved ones going, oh my goodness, will you please, I need you to be happy like this. I want you to appreciate this life because it's so fast. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Um, but to, to the point to find that peace that you say the emotion um, doesn't continue. For, it, it, to me, it's almost brief as a, as a whole separate emotion it's a state it's not it's not an emotion it's a state 
So grief is a state. No, yeah, please, please. I really want you to hear this because this is, first of all, I can't even thank you enough for calling because I feel like the issue you're dealing with right now, based off emails I have in front of me, I can tell you a half a dozen people are struggling with issues where somebody lost someone. So you're not alone. You're not alone. I want you to, I wish I could reach in your heart and have you feel that you're not alone. But then the next, the next issue is grief is a state of being, not of an emotion. An emotion is that sadness. You get that. It hurts. But then you come out of that. Then you go into something else. So grief is more of a state. And this is why I would love for you to sit down with someone who talks to people who does this for a living. Because I believe if you did that, you'd have a chance to work through that state. Because those emotions, sure, they come up and down all, all day long. Mm-hmm. Now, just you saying that to me helps me to really understand a different way of how I'm living. I, I'm living in a different state, but my emotions are separate. Yes. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm thinking I'm just like a, a crying all the time or, you know, when something hits me, I'll, I'll cry or I'll be upset and not realizing that that's more of the, an emotion yes. instead of a state of what I'm living through. That's it. And, and I, I, that's yeah. it. Crystal, that's it. And you sitting down with someone can really change how you approach that state. And this is why I would invite you to talk to people. There's tremendous counselors out there. And I know I'm up against a hard break, but I can't thank you enough for calling okay. in because you're like this. This moves me way beyond this call. So please know I'm sending you all my best and tons of peace. Thank you so much. Thank you, Crystal. This is what emotional management is all about on KDK Radio. Welcome back to emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're talking about peace. And what gets in your way of experiencing peace? The number is 866-391-1020. I'd love to hear from you. Let's go to the phone lines. And um, Sally, you are on emotional management. Dr. Conti, for taking my call and for all you do for everybody. Thank you, Sally. um, Thank you for your kindness. I'm calling in regard to a male relative. He's listening in. He's 75 years old and in very good shape, a hard worker, sharp in every way. All of a sudden, he's retired now. All of a sudden, he gets these voices in his head and these images. Uh, Did you do this? Did you make that check out? Did you do this? He says, they're annoying and they're driving him crazy. And they just started, and he was wondering what caused it and what could he do about it. Okay, great. Thank you. What a beautiful question. Listen, this is what it's all about. The fact that you stood up and said, I'm going to call, and I'm going to try to find out an answer for him, that's beautiful, Sally. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for all you do. Uh, thank yes, you. I appreciate sorry. it. Listen, I, I, I want people to find peace. Listen, when it comes to this gentleman, 75 years old, he has, he, obviously he's sharp in every way. So when it, when it comes to these voices, when we hear something that's out of proportion to what he's been experiencing on a daily basis, then it's time to go in and talk to somebody about that. Here, here's what I want to dispel for, for him and for everyone. We have had historically a belief 
that if we're seeing things or hearing things that, well, we're, we must be crazy. I can't tell anyone about this, but it is 2020. It is not 1720. It is not 920. It's 2020. And one of the things we've learned is that there are organic brain challenges that people face. And sometimes when we age, sometimes maybe it's a virus, maybe it's not a virus. I don't know. But here's what we do know. It's okay to go into your doctor and say, listen, I've been experiencing some of this stuff and it just seems strange to me. It doesn't seem like it fits with my life, with what I've done, with how I've lived, but it does seem strange. Help me out. Give me another viewpoint. And going in and talk to your doctor about that is I want, I guess what I would love for him to know, and this is something I wish I could reach into his heart and have him feel. There are doctors who are going to go, oh my goodness, I've seen eight people today who also are experiencing that. Like, I don't want him to feel alone. Oh, yeah, thank you. But that's the piece, Sally. That's what I want him to hear so much is he's not alone. Like, there are things that change in our brain. There are. And it's okay. Listen, I'm 46 years old. So uh, I was mountain biking with my brother-in-law. I have so much fun doing with that with him. He, he's great. He's awesome at it. I try to keep up. I fell off a little bridge. Sally, I'm going to make it sound more dramatic than what it was. I fell off a bridge. Oh. But I'm going to oh. tell you the truth. The bridge was like three three feet off the ground. But uh, so, oh. Oh. <laughs> but I'm going to oh. tell you. But yeah. <laughs> but I'm. T- oh. I love. First of all, I love your compassion, so I can feel it, and I love that. Oh. So thank you. But when I fell off that bridge, and I thought, well, it was only three feet, so I shouldn't be hurt. I shouldn't be feeling pain. But the truth is, I am. My body feels much different than when I was 20, and I fell off something. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. different. Yeah. And yeah. so, for your for your, uh, for your buddy who's listening and for everyone out there to understand this, you can look at me and say, okay, here's a strong man who, who fell down. Obviously he's going to be in more pain than when he was 20. But the truth is that's what happens neurologically in our brains. But because we can't see it, we assume that as soon as something happens, that there's something wrong with us. Like we're, we're a problem. We're not good enough. We can't talk about it, but that's that's crap. To be honest, we can talk about it. It's it's normal. It's normal for him to be experiencing different things right now in his life, and I would just love for him to go sit down and talk to somebody about it. Who would it be? A person like you, Doctor Conti, or just a, a medical physician, or and will they ever go away? Well, so first of all, two things. One, I would be happy with either one. If he would be comfortable talking to someone like me, um, that would be awesome. Um, but that's also not the only, and I'm not offering services or saying, Hey, come call my service. Yeah. There are plenty of people out there. There are wonderful mental health specialists and th- that would be easy to find. And I, and I do want to say this, cause I would love for you to be his champion in telling him this. Let's say he goes to the first person who does similar to things to what I do. And he goes, well, I didn't connect with that person. Oh, I wasn't telling them anything. I want you to be his champion to say, guess what? I remember talking to Dr. Conti once and he said that not everybody's the best fit for everybody. In other words, maybe the first person he went to isn't the best fit and he needs to go to someone else. Yes. I would personally really love if he would tell his medical doctor about this because his primary care physician, the person he knows, who knows his medical history, they will have, I believe, the best chance at insight on this um, 100%. And when you ask, can it get better? My first thought is absolutely. It's possible. It's, it's absolutely possible. It might be something he needs to go and talk to a doctor about. Maybe there are medications, maybe there are things he can take. 
but it also might be, and I'm going to give you a clinical case example. I worked with somebody one time who once they retired, they lost meaning, they lost their way. And so they did start to create this alternate reality. But I was, I was doing a lot of therapy at that time. I was doing like 40 hours of therapy a week at the time. And I'll never forget this gentleman. But when we connected with his meaning post-career, all that stuff disappeared. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody because absolutely it's not. I'm on the radio. I don't know you. I don't know anything about him. Obviously, I want him to go see his medical doctor, his primary care physician. I would love for him to go talk to a mental health professional. But the truth is, I'm telling you, Sally, my life experiences... I met somebody once who, when they found that meaning, all that stuff went away. Hey, Dr. Quanti, would they give him something to take or, or is there something like medication-wise or something like that? Definitely. If it's neurological and if there are things that are occurring um, like within his chemistry, neuro, with his neurobiological chemistry, yes, absolutely, they would give him something. And sometimes that's wonderful. It's what, a, what a blessing that we live in a time when people have medications that can help. So, yeah. yes, there could be something. I just don't want him to sit too long on, nah, I shouldn't tell anybody. I would much rather. I would much rather. Let me tell this to you, my man. If you're listening, let me tell you this to you. I would love for you. Just go check it out. Go talk to your doctor. What I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with is this. Your doctor's not going to freak out and go, oh, my gosh, I've never heard about anything like this. Your doctor's likely going to say, yes, this is what it is. So please talk to your primary care physician about that. I know, Dr. Conti. I don't mean to keep you so long. I'm sorry. You're awesome, uh, and you're not keeping me too long. I love it. Keep telling me. I, uh, I heard a woman on the radio one time. She had all kind of degrees. She worked, and she got those voices. She says, I know what to do. I've been doing it for years, and I know what to do. So I don't know how common it is, Dr. Conti, or, or what would cause it, you know, but uh, she, she, gets, she said the voices and the images, she gets them. Well, it depends. It depends. It depends. There's so many factors. So one thing I will never, ever do is be someone who sits on one side of the fence or one side of the box and says, oh, this is exactly what's going on. I have no idea. I would want him to get checked. The part that I want to normalize for him and for you supporting him is that, yes, the human brain goes through changes just like the human body goes through changes because the brain is a part of our body. And at times those changes look scary. They look different from what we're used to, but I promise you he is not alone. I don't want him to think he, I don't want him to ever feel like he's alone. Like this is not abnormal. He's not crazy. It's whatever's happening is neurological. Do they ever leave Dr. Conti? Do they ever get better? As I said, I have a clinical case example. I can actually cite in my mind of a man who retired, was lost meaning, felt that type of stuff, was lost for a few months then got back. He found his he found his hobby. He found something he loved to do. He was a fisherman. He loved fishing. And he said, you know, I don't know why I don't let myself just go on these trips. I'm retired. He always felt like he couldn't go on them. So he ended up going. Anyway, when he did, things changed. I'm not saying that's the answer for the person you love. I'm saying that's an answer. And I never want people to go into it going, well, this is it. This is me forever. Go talk to a doctor. Find out what that's all about. 
Oh, okay. Thank you so much. And blessings always. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will take those blessings tenfold. Thank you, Sally. Mm-hmm. All right. Goodbye. I, I would definitely wish you much peace. Thank you. So what what a beautiful um, uh, call, but what a really important. Like, I love that Sally reached out to help someone she loved. If you want to help somebody you love, the number is 866-391-1020, whether it's your loved one, whether it's you, whether whoever it is. 866-391-1020 is a number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Here we go. We're back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. Let's go to the phone line. Listen, if you want to call in, 866-391-1020. So this is a radio show, but the reality is I'm real, and the calls are real, and my heart goes out to Sally I mean, and what she's doing, my heart goes out to Crystal. My goodness, what Crystal's going through, the power inside of her. I hope you're still listening, Crystal. I'm sending you tons of peace, and I'm excited about you, and I'm excited about what you're going to do with your husband watching over you. And Sally, I'm excited for you because you're going to convince that person in your life you love to talk to somebody. That's what this is all about. That's what it's all about. Hey, let's go to the phone lines. Also, if you want to call, 866-391-1020 is the number. Let's go to Brad and Clarion. What's up, Brad? I'll tell you what. Uh, whenever I was working, I started gaining weight. Uh, I changed jobs and was driving truck, and I'd dig out at these buffets. and I went up to 280 pounds, 48 around the waist. And uh, I was on insulin for about, oh, four or five years, maybe more. And I went to my doctor one day, and I said, I'm getting off of this insulin, doc. I said, I'm getting tired of sticking myself with these needles. He said, oh, he said, you're on it. You'll be on it. Well, I proved him wrong. I went on my own weight loss program. It's actually a mind game. Who's that weight? And I went down to 195. Haven't had insulin for three years now, and it's made a big change in my life. You have a way of looking at your life from a psychological perspective and really, really acting on it. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. could you give our listeners about what it takes to have a mindset towards something and then really pursue it? you got to have a strong willpower. You look at a piece of pie and say, no, 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 don't touch it. And all kinds of things like that, all kinds of sweets and carbs, I just had to say no when I look at it and want it. And they just have a strong willpower, and it's in your mind. So in your mind, when you start to get these feelings like, no, I got to give in, what do you say to yourself that's different? Well, I eat something in place of that, something that's not uh, sweet or carb or uh, I even quit eating lunch meats and wieners and bacons and all that kind of fat thing, too. So uh, you just have to eat something in place of that. Take a piece of celery or an apple or something like that. Replace it. So I think that's a key right there. You're able to say replace it. Like you understand, you recognize mm-hmm. that there has to be something to replace what you're doing. I think yeah. all too often we don't realize that we think we think no I'm good I'll just I'll just that's that means I'm not focusing on my no listen that's exactly what you need to do is uh-huh. 
replace what you're thinking with something different. And you've learned to do Well, listen, let me ask you a question, Brad, because you called in a couple of times. What's your background? Uh, like what? Like what was your career? What was your... What's your, what's well, your... I, I was a welder, and uh, then for the same company, my knees played out, so I had to get new knees. And uh, I uh, went driving truck. And when I, like I said, when I was driving truck, I pigged out at these buffets whenever I'd be hungry and eat the wrong kind of stuff, and I just gained weight, put on pounds, and then uh, I had to work that back off and uh, get into my mind that I would not eat that kind of stuff anymore. <laughs> Brad, and, we just uh, switched emotional management from me helping people to you <laughs> to you helping me because tonight <laughs> tonight for dinner, I was driving in. I stopped at a restaurant. I got a chicken salad. I thought, oh, my wife's going to be happy with that. I got a chicken salad. But then I uh, ordered some che- <laughs> some cheese sticks because oh. they just looked good. <laughs> so I, I think I need to use a little bit of that. But that's the point of my show is that we're all in this life together. I don't think there's any one person who has all the answers. We all got stuff we can work on. I love the yeah. fact that you demonstrate when you call in talking about how you're living the life that you yeah. want to be living. I think that's something that's pretty cool, Brad. Yeah, I I enjoy life and uh I I saving a lot of money by not <laughs> buying that insulin. That's expensive. And uh, another thing, if I'd want to drink a pop or something like that, I'd get a bottle of water. So you made small changes and you committed to those small changes. Right. I right. think that's the key. I really believe that's the key right there. Make small changes, right. but commit to those changes. Yes, and, and it works. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you. You have a good one. Definitely. You too. No, I love that. I absolutely love that, and I appreciate Brad calling in. I think that's so smart. We make small changes. We commit to them. I was cool with my salad, but why did I have to order those cheese sticks? Um, so, <laughs> look, we're all in this life together. I think I've always prided myself on the fact that I've never come into places saying, oh, I'm Dr. Conti, you need to listen to me. Instead, I come into places and I think, because I consult, I consult all over the country. I I work with Fortune 500 companies. I work with uh, prisons all over the world, well, well, definitely all over America. Um, uh, I know that my video is used all over the world, but I do all this work, but the reality is I'm with you. At the end of the day, I'm a human being. I, look, I definitely practice my message. That's one thing about me I can say confidently. I practice my message. I practice it day in, day out. It doesn't mean I don't hit struggles. Maybe you're hitting struggles too. Maybe there's something that's impeding your peace. Like you want peace. You want peace so badly, but there's something that's getting in the way. And the question is, what is it? What's getting in the way of that peace? So I, I, I want you to really think about that because I think the more that you really zero in on what might be getting in the way of your peace, the better chance you have to actually approach it. Look, clear goals. So in the world of sports, psychology, I literally work with some of the best athletes in the world. A quick internet search will have you see that I've done a ton of work with Ray Lewis. He's a he's a Hall of Fame linebacker from the Baltimore Ravens. If you're from the Pittsburgh area and you're a f- fan of the show, you're saying, oh, my goodness, you worked with somebody who was a Baltimore Raven. But the truth is uh, Ray's a great person, great friend of mine. We've done a lot of work together. But here's the deal. I've worked with some of the best athletes in the world, and I'm going to tell you the most common truth about goals is this. 
The more clear goals you have, the more likely you are to achieve them. So ask yourself what you want. If what you want is peace, ask yourself how clearly you want that peace. Ask yourself what might get in the way of that peace. And then, and this is the key, this is the key. Then do what it takes to get around those obstacles. Because you have one life, one chance. And in this chance, what a beautiful opportunity to practice peace. Now, look, you can say, well, I can't practice peace because this person and that person and this thought and that thought. But the truth is that's all outside of yourself and things you can't control. What you can control is inside of you. And you got a chance to practice peace. 866-391-1020. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're back. <laughs> This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. 866-391-1020 is the number. Would love to hear from you. Let's go to the phone lines. Rebecca, you're on. Hello, Dr. Conti. How What's up, you? Rebecca? I was hoping that was you. I saw Rebecca. I said, let's let's pick up. Yes, it was me. Thanks for your show as always. I wasn't sure if you were on tonight, but uh, after our meeting, I tuned in. So I actually... Heard right when, uh, was it Ben? No, uh, Brad called in. Yes, Brad. I heard his call. Yes, I had heard his call before, and I really like when he calls in. And it makes me think of a spotting of humor is our best friend. And I love that he put that spin on it. He saved a lot of money in the midst of doing something even healthy and, and life-changing for him as losing weight and such. So, Isn't he awesome? He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell he's he's got a lot of things that I'd love to sit and have a chat with him, you know, think of the things you could learn from someone. So. I'm telling you, he's so interesting. So listen, you would appreciate this. So here there are people that do the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, and we get in this field. Sometimes we take ourselves so seriously. We're like, oh, I have this psychological information. But the truth is, the reality is all of this information is out there for everyone. And here's Brad, who has a field he grew up in, had nothing to do with psychology. And he is really just living in wisdom. And you know, I don't either. I have no background other than my own mental health um, issues that I have to deal with. So I, I, that's why I started tuning into your radio, because I, I, I learned about you, read about you, and thought I want to check this show out. And, um, you know, that group I go to, Recovery International, it's all volunteer. It doesn't replace a doctor at all. It's literally just peer-to-peer support and um, kind of like that emotional management that you talk about every Monday. So I just, I think you're so in tune with what we do at our group too, that it just really dovetails so good. Well, I feel like that what we're doing, the work that the people are doing in Recovery International, the work that people are doing in the world on themselves has to do, it's centered on, so listen to this, I want to share this with you. So the first time I presented at an international conference it's about uh, 18 years ago. And when I went uh-huh. to this international conference, I rem- I just got my PhD. So it was 16 years ago. So I just thought, I just got my PhD and I said, well, I mean, I'm really not looking for, when they people say Dr. Conti, I'm still looking for my dad. I'm like, wait a minute, are you looking for my dad? You're not looking, you're looking for me? And so I, I remember I went to this international conference in Amsterdam and I spoke. And when I spoke, the the whole time I was nervous before I spoke. I was nervous when I was when I got there when I was listening to them. But the moment people started to talk about counseling, 
all of my nervousness went out the window. And the moment I went to speak, all of my nervousness went out the window because I was talking about a subject that is universally human, and that's the human yeah. psyche. Like, it's no matter where you go, no matter what country, no matter what language, it's the human psyche. It's the same. And I loved when I tuned in, one of the first things I heard you say is, we're all in this life together. And, yes. you know, I think it was Sally that was calling in about a friend and, you had said, you know, if you want to help a friend, if you want to help yourself, call in. I mean, I started calling in because I, I think what, what I've learned from the group I attend is so valuable. And I think it's so, it meshes so well with what you give on your show that, like, I just couldn't help but feel that, like, connection. And I don't know, it, having strong mental health is difficult every day, but we're in it together. So anybody that needs help, like when you said you're not, the, the person having some changes in his brain, like it's not abnormal. You're never alone. Anything you're feeling, somebody else has felt it before too. And yeah. so, so I'm standing in the prisons today. I was in the prison. I was, I was sitting across from this inmate and he's struggling. He's going through a tough time. And I said to him, man, I don't know what you're experiencing. Like right now, I would never, like how arrogant would it be for me to even assume that I would know what he's, I don't know what you're going through. So I said, listen, my man, I don't know what you're going through. Um, I'm here with you. One thing I do know is this, this emotion is, n- is not going to last forever. And I, and I think yeah. that's the key. Like, honestly, Rebecca, that's the key for you, for me, for everyone. Our emotions aren't going to last forever. And then of course, if you were, if you got a chance, you might not have got a chance to hear this earlier. You might've been in your meeting, but we had this incredibly powerful call from Crystal who lost her husband four years ago. And you know, she's in a state of grief and there's a difference between a state, a state of being and an emotion a state of being, well, that's why we have support groups. That's why we have help. That's why we have mental health services yeah. to help you get through those states of being. But those emotions, no matter what state you're in, you still have. Listen, here's my funny analogy for it. No matter what we're going through, at some point we're going to say, I got to pee. But the key in that is the truth, what that happens. And then here's what happens neurologically. Our brain actually shifts from that emotional state. There's a difference. Here are the fancy words. Paul McLean's uh, model of the triune brain. Oh, a bunch of fancy words. This guy must have a doctorate. <laughs> they have the reptilian, <laughs> the reptilian part of your brain. That's your, like your, your brain stem, your pawns. This is your, this is your just breathing and heartbeat. And then you have your paleo mammalian part of your brain which is a fancy way of saying your limbic system your emotions and then you have what's uh-huh. called your neo mammalian part of your brain which is your frontal cortex well the great thing we've learned is that the reptilian part of your brain is for is ready to go at birth in other words the breathing the heartbeat that that go, you're born boom yeah. we got you the limbic yeah. system where you have your emotions well that forms early on in your life it's ready to take in experiences but it's not really fully developed and then there's that neo mammalian that frontal cortex part of your brain well that doesn't fully develop until 24 to 28 years old so my goodness we got some time yeah and that's it kind of reminds me one of the things we say is you're always going to have the feelings and the sensations but you're always going to have those but you work with your thoughts and your behaviors because you can, you can change those. You can develop those. You can manipulate those. But the feelings, the sensations, I mean, they're probably going to be there. But that doesn't mean you stay in that state. Like you said, you know, you work with them. 
That's it. So listen, let me, let's give a real quick information on how people can find out about Recovery International. Remember, we're talking about people listening in different countries all over the world. So if you're listening right now, Rebecca has good information for you on Recovery International. It's a support group that you're finding a lot of peace from. I have. I've been going now for probably four or five years, and you know, at every meeting, it's 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 limited. I, I there I could say so many things. I wouldn't I wouldn't even know where to begin. Um, but it's it's a nonprofit. You go. You don't have to have anything to to pay. You don't show up for any you know with anything. You just go and you can hear examples of people that are struggling, possibly the same way with you or the same way as you. And you can relate to it. And then we really try to make it um, like it's a unique language, quote unquote, we use because we talk in the third person so that we can all benefit from everybody's example. It's not just Sally's example. It's not just Rebecca's example. And so it's such a it's such a comforting place to to realize like there's it's not always going to be this way if you're suffering from any kind of nervousness or anxiety. There's ways to to work with those thoughts. So I have 20 um, seconds, but I want to ask you this. You found a place where some of the things you probably thought you were alone and struggling with that once you disclosed, you said, oh, I got others who are, who are also going through this. Yeah, because you don't feel like you have an answer or what do you do from here? And to realize, like, wait a minute, <laughs> there are people that have been through this. And let's face it, we go through it a lot. Yeah, there's going to be setbacks. That's the message. This is the message. I'm telling you, Rebecca, I have my producer give you some info to get a hold of me. I'd yes, like to have you in you. here sometime. Thank you. Definitely. I'll email you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your call. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is emotional management. We're talking about peace. What gets in the way of you experiencing peace? What gets in the way of you experiencing the, the really what you want in life? We're going to go to the phone lines. Listen, 866-391-1020 is the number. I'd love for you to be a part of the show. Let's talk to uh, Michelle Thank you for calling. You're on Emotional Management. Hello, Dr. Conte. I just want to say how much I appreciate you, and I'm really trying to to hear what you're saying and follow your peace um, guidelines. But um, I have a, a lot of struggles with my father and forgiveness. Um, he was basically an extreme narcissist, and we were raised as children, like our whole life was you know, not about being children, but it was about him. I mean, mm. everything within our homes, within our, you know, his, everything from his car to his golf clubs to his possessions, it was always like, don't get too close to them. You might scratch that, you know, mm. I mean, any, any moment that he had, any spare time he had, it was about golf. Or working in a, then he would complain how he worked seven days a week, but he still managed to be a champion golfer. And it, it's wow, just, it's a struggle. And um, like I never ever remember one time in my life where he said, "Pursue your dreams," you know, you know, don't don't be afraid to try new things, make mistakes. You know, there was never any guidance, never any support, uh, never any thoughts. Michelle, my heart is feeling like I feel you, like I feel you so much. Like I I definitely wish you could 
uh, like kind of see the the energy that I have right now, but I definitely feel you. I mean, it's so painful because your father is your rock. Your father's are supposed to be right. Your father's supposed to be the person who brought you in this world that can help shape you and guide you, support you, encourage you, empower you, and believe in you. And you didn't have that stuff. And the one okay. piece that I feel like I see a silver lining in, and I can hear it in your voice. I can't sing yeah. and dance, Michelle, but I can yeah, read I people. But that. there's something I can read in your voice, and that's this. You know that his struggles weren't you. And 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 even though you understand this intellectually, because you understand you could see, I could hear you saying it. So here he is on, oh, I'm a champion golfer. I I went to work all week. Uh, don't touch my stuff. Like you could hear that that wasn't you. That was him, but the part that's difficult, challenging, is you're trying to separate, okay, great, I see that that was him, but this was embedded in you from the time you were a child, the life was about him, not about you, and for that, like, I definitely, I feel for you so much. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, Part of it was he's an only child to Italian immigrant parents. A mother who smothered him like no other because she, you know, she couldn't have other children. I mean, so he was raised early on that the world evolved around him, but he never got past that stage, you know. And 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 of course they were poor, you know. He so all we heard about was like what he didn't have. He, you know, he had one ball glove. He he, he just was so poor. So then as he grew up, I mean, he he became very successful, and in our eyes as children, he was good looking he had friends he was a man he was very successful he made lots of money people admired him they looked up to him and then like he would come home and we were in his way almost like you know like i i remember as a child feeling like my friends who had their their dad was home on the weekends I thought that was so strange. Like, why is your dad home? You know, I didn't yeah. know that that was that was like a normal, and and all these things. I mean, I know you understand this. Like, growing up, I thought that was a normal way to be. But I can say, thank God, I met a wonderful man. I have the most wonderful, supportive husband, and so I mean. But I do feel that. I definitely feel that. I feel that as you're saying it. Like, I definitely feel that. I think what's pretty incredibly awe-inspiring is because as a father, I I understand my impact on my daughter. And so I also understand as a son the impact my own father had on me. So to me, that, that, that bond is something that is super sacred. And the reality is you were able to look at something where someone was stuck in his own pain. And here's how I kind of picture mm-hmm. people who are struggling with narcissism. And there's a difference. I definitely want my audience to hear there's a difference between someone who just is a little bit more self-centered in a relationship and someone who's clinically narcissistic. If you're clinically yeah. narcissistic, there's a much better chance, even though I don't know anything about you or the person you're talking about, there's a much better chance that you're actually identifying it accurately because as a father... There's a better, it's easier as a, I found this as a father, not just as a psychologist, as a father, I found it's easier to be like, wait, I want to put my daughter first. So if someone's not Mm -hmm. in that spot, it must mean they're really struggling with that self-centeredness. And and, and you saw it. Yeah. He thinks he's perfect to this day. He's 82. He'll still justify everything he's ever done. 
And if I bring something up about the past, like you were never there for me, you cared more about your car than you did us, he got a new Cadillac every year. We weren't allowed to go near those Cadillacs because we might scratch it. You know, I mean, everything was about his material. And so, I, I mean, if I would bring something up about the past, you know what he tells me? That's in the past. Okay. Okay. Like so, but but, 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 right, 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 right. But listen, let me tell you this, Michelle. So first of all, he can't, he, he's not going to acknowledge it. And so here's what I would rather right. do. And the only reason why I even, like I even raise, I, I sound like I'm pushing to come faster. It's only because I know I have so much time because it's a, a, the radio, but I would say this, the re, this is why I'm pushing. I want you to hear this. Yeah. He couldn't see past his, it's like when someone's struggling with narcissism, it's like picture them in a, a very small box with all mirrors. And so their mirrors are on the inside. So all they see is themselves. So when they look yeah. to you, they go, no, I can't see you. I just see myself. And I think that's oh what he experienced. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's even crazier to like where you talk about like really clinically diagnosing this on his laptop computer. His screensaver picture was just himself. That's bad. I'm not gonna lie. Screen... That's bad. That's a, <laughs> that actually was it's on a comedy. I want to. I want to bring lightheartedness to you because I want you to see how much this <laughs> no. isn't you. So I want you to know that was literally on a comedy movie. My family we just watched the other day about somebody with oh having their God. own picture on there. So listen, I, I say that. It may to be you. nauseous to walk past his computer to see him sitting there with a smile on his face. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's fascinating. But here's the thing. Here's the gift. Yeah. Here's the gift that you got from that, and this is the blessing. This is the blessing in disguise. You were able to see that you needed to make room for others in your life. You were able to see that you were able to be there for others in your life. So maybe you went through that pain because you saved others. Do you have children? I do. I have two children. And now I, I suffer inside because I feel like I was not a very good parent at times. I mean, I, I know I try my best, but there are times where I just was too stressed as a parent. And I just feel like all the stress and anxiety I had as a parent when like raising my children who are now like adults but I could have done so much better but I it was because I wasn't parented yes know? yes that's it like that's the end of the day you weren't but here's what the great news is from this moment on February 10th forward you can be the kind of parent for your children that they need I promise you Michelle that's the beauty of all of this that's why I do this. Yeah. This is why it's so exciting because you can say, you know what? Maybe he wasn't there for me, but I promise you from this moment forward, I will be there for my children. Right. And I, I've learned that I need to, I know that I can be a better parent now. And I just feel like some of it's too late, but it's, but I can start it, you know. It's not too late because let yeah. me ask you this. And I know I have 30 seconds, but let me ask you this. If your father came in and said, oh my goodness, I realized I was wrong. What would that do for you? It would definitely warm my heart. It would help. Yeah. So take would. that energy and give that to your children today. Michelle, thank you so much right. for calling. And I thank you so much. Thank I you appreciate you. you. I send you tons yeah. of peace. Thank you, Dr. Conti. I appreciate everyone out there. 866-391-1020 is a number. My name is Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. What's up, everyone? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Welcome back to Emotional Management. My topic tonight is what gets in the way of your peace. We all want peace. We all want peace. But how we go about it is vastly different. Oftentimes, we are fighting ourselves and our own minds.
Listen, what gets in the way of our peace often is ourselves. I was speaking today. I was doing this training, and uh, there was a guy in the uh, in the audience who had a projection about what I was going to say, and so he has some energy. It was great. I love seeing people's passion. Love it. So he had a lot of energy, and he kind of believed that I was going to say certain things, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely zero of which I was actually going to say or what I ever represent or do, but he had this whole idea in his head, and I sat back and I watched him, and I just listened, and I just listened. Here I am in front of a room full of people, and I just listened to him, and I watched him, but I don't just watch him from my perspective. I watched him from the perspective of imagining my life through his eyes, seeing me. You see, he came to this training thinking, well, this guy must think he's this. This guy must think this. This guy must think all of this. And so he gave all of his projections, but staying quiet, I learned, I saw, and this experience I want to share with you, none of anything he had to say had anything to do with me. You see, he created an entire reality of who I am and what I'm about before he ever came in and heard a word from me. He created a battle in his mind, and he fought that battle in his mind. He got himself so amped up that he was angry. By the time he even spoke, he was angry. And it was interesting. It was fascinating. What a fascinating human experience to be angry with someone because you've argued with them in your mind. But what happens when they're not anything close to what you think they were? What do you do with that? Let me ask you a question. If you're out there right now and you're angry about the world, politics, religion, whatever your anger is, what think about this. Are you arguing with people in your mind? Are you coming to some really fascinating conclusions in your head about what you would tell the other person? Because here's what happens. When we get into what I call shower arguments, if you've ever been in, in the shower and you're arguing with someone in your mind and you think, boy, I told them. And by the time you get out of the shower, you turn the water off and you get out and you say, oh boy, I guess I didn't tell anybody anything. I'm in the bathroom by myself. <laughs> the whole, the whole argument from start to finish was in my mind. And maybe you can realize that. Maybe you have a gift to be able to realize that. You're not actually arguing against anyone. It's like playing chess against yourself. You know what move you're going to make and how to counter it. You already know that. But the truth is if you were playing against someone else, they would have factors about them that you couldn't see. That's why it's an opponent. That's why it's someone else. When it comes to arguing, if you're arguing in your mind about what you think someone else is, you're going to miss most likely what they actually are all about. And that's okay. That's life. My experience isn't to talk about that. My experience or why I'm sharing that with you is not about that moment I had today. It's about your moment. It's about your moment right now. What is getting in the way of your peace? Are you certain that people on television think, feel, and believe exactly what you believe? Or is it possible? Is it possible that you're only getting part of the story. Is it possible that there's more to the story? Is it possible that what you see is not as complete as what your ego might like to convince you? See, our egos love to be right. Our egos love to say we have the answers. We see it all. We understand it all. We know it all. But as anyone who's a fan of this show knows, I'm uh, avid fan of Robert Burton. I'm going to have him on the show sometime. Robert Burton's one of the leading neuroscientists in the world. He wrote an incredible book on being certain. 
He wrote several good books. It's the one I'm telling you about today. And what he discovered as a neurologist is that certainty isn't a thought. It's an emotion. Like when you feel certain, oh, I know this is exactly what this person on TV is all about. I know this is what they think. I know this is what they are all about. That's just a projection. And that certainty is an emotion. It's not a cognition. So you might think you're having an intellectual discussion with yourself or others, but the truth is it's an emotional discussion. Emotional management. Look, we all struggle with emotions. Emotions are difficult. They're challenging. Our beliefs are challenging. Our certainty is challenging. And the more certain you feel, matter of fact, I have a math problem all worked out. The degree to which you feel certain about what you know is the degree to which you will get angry if someone disagrees with you. I am not a mathematician as as I, as I heard myself say that out loud, that did not sound like a very good math problem. Uh, but the, the point is, the more attached you are to what you believe, the more likely you are to get upset when others disagree with you. If you want peace, you got to practice peace. I'm going to go to this question. Anonymous, it says, how do you practice peace when you are dealing with an extreme medical issue, for example, chemotherapy? So how do you practice peace when you are dealing with an extreme medical issue? An example is something like chemotherapy. Okay, great, 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 great question. You see, when your body breaks down, when you're, when you're, physical body that holds this strength breaks down. It impacts you not just on a psychological level, on a mental level, but on a spiritual level. And you say, why, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? But in that question, why is an answer? And in that answer is a salvation. Like why, why are you going through? I don't know. I don't know why any of us goes through what we go through. But what I do know is that when we find the meaning behind what we're experiencing, it changes the way we relate to it. And I'm not just talking about some philosophical thought. I'm talking about neurological processes. In other words, when you find a situation that you have no meaning around and you put meaning to that situation, if you were to do a neurological scan of your brain, let's say we use SPECT imaging, neural, uh, nuclear medicine, if we were able to look at the blood flow in the brain, we would notice that your blood flow flows in different ways and different shapes and different areas when you have meaning and when you have no meaning. I don't know why some people have to go through what they have to go through. I don't know. I don't know that answer. What I do know, what I have found through the years, the last 21 years of my life sitting down 20,000 plus clinical hours of experience, I say there are the reasons why people go through with it. I don't know what those reasons are, but what I do know is that when people find a reason, they find meaning, they understand it. One of the most beautiful and profound answers I once heard about meaning came from my wife. My wife said, if whatever she was experiencing something in a moment, she said, if what I'm experiencing in any way, shape or form can take on karma for our daughter, if what I'm experiencing in any way, shape or form could take on any degree of lessening the suffering she has to experience in her life, I will gladly take this. And my wife, a profoundly powerful, strong woman 
took on whatever that she was experiencing in that moment in a different way. She took it on differently because she was able to say, I, I have this meaning. If I take this on now, maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe not. There's no attachment. Maybe not. Maybe there's no right or wrong. But what if it is? What if what you're taking on? So Victor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, a powerful book I used to tell every counseling student I ever had, you must read this book if you want to be a counselor, Man's Search for Meaning. But Victor Frankl said he was working with him. So Victor Frankl, he survived the Nazi concentration camps. He was a doctor who could have been released, and he actually stayed around because he knew he could save people's lives. When he left the concentration camps, he became a medical doctor, and what he did was something, what he called logotherapy. And in his logotherapy, he talked about an experience, and he wrote about this in, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, at the back of the book. He says, I sat with a man who had lost his wife after have been married for, let's say, 50 years. I can't remember the exact number of years. He was married for a long time to his wife. He said, what kind of meaning can I have in this? So Viktor Frankl said to him, my good sir, he said, if your wife died, if, you're, if you died before your wife, how would your wife be handling life right now? The man said she would be devastated. She would be crushed. I don't know that she could get through. She would be in so much pain and so much suffering. Victor Frankl looked at the man. He said, and yet somehow the universe worked out so that you experienced it and not her. In that moment, that man stood up. He smiled, he shook his hand, and everything changed. Meaning changes everything. What's your meaning? What's standing in the way of your peace? 866-391-1020 is the number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. We're back. This is Emotional Management. Man, this is what it's all about. We're trying to handle our emotions. We're trying to handle the world that we live in. My question tonight, this show has all been centered on this concept that we all want peace. We've got to find peace. How do we find peace? What gets in the way? So I do a lot of work in the prison system. I do a lot of work with people who are incarcerated. And one of the common exercises that I give men and women who are incarcerated is this. I say, okay, tell me what you want. Give me your goal. Make it clear. Tell it to me. Now, tell me what obstacles might come up, might get in the way. Boom. Great. Wonderful. If you don't know that there are, like, you can always tell where someone is in regard to a stage of change because if someone has no idea that obstacles could arise, well, then, you know, they're struggling. But if someone at least knows, okay, look, these obstacles can come up. Beautiful, wonderful, I'll take it, give it to me. Give me your obstacles. Boom, 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 boom. Now, here's the real question. What will it take to get around each one of those obstacles? Now, let's pull that back into your life, to my life, to all of our lives. When it comes to peace, we all want peace. What gets in the way of peace? Here's what gets in the way. Our own thoughts, our own mentality gets in the way. We create stories. We create narratives. So I'm a big fan of cognitive behavioral therapy. I think it's awesome. In my own experience, in my own story, in my own narrative, that doesn't tell the whole story. I do believe that our thoughts impact our behavior. I definitely buy into that. I just also believe that sometimes our minds want to match our bodies. So here's what I mean by this. So I give you a quick background. I studied 
theories, counseling theories in depth, psychological th- in depth. This is what I did with my career. This is what I specialized in. Theories. How do people change? How do human beings change? I studied it. I taught it. I was a tenured professor. I specialized in counseling techniques. I, I, I dedicated myself to my craft because I wanted to learn all about my craft because, and those of you who are fans of the show know I've said this before, I got into this field because, you know, when I asked my dad why he did what he did, he was an earth scientist. He said, well, if you only live on one planet your whole life, why not get to know that planet? Beautiful, wonderful, I'll take it. So why did I study psychology? Because I said, listen, if I'm only ever going to live with me my entire life, why not get to know myself? And I was intensely passionate then, as I am now, about learning, about anything I could get my hands on, reading incessantly and saying, teach me, teach me universe, teach me world about, teach me everyone who's gone before me about human behavior. Why do we do the things we do? And I went to the dark places. I've gone to the dark places. I specialize in working with people convicted of violent crimes. I've gone into maximum security prisons in places where if you don't have a certain level of clearance, you will never see. You will never understand the level, the depth of pain that people experience. And I took myself to those places to understand, to understand the human psyche. And it applies. It doesn't just apply to people who are incarcerated in the darkest spots of their lives. It doesn't just apply to people who are in pain or people who are struggling with emotions. It applies to you. It applies to me. It applies to all of us. There is a beautiful, wonderful, undiscovered psyche inside your own mind, the likes of which you and only you have access to. And there is a depth of undiscovered psyche inside the minds of every human being you ever encounter or hear about. And that's the reality. That's the reality. So what gets in the way of our peace? A lot of times it's our self-talk. A lot of times our self-talk gets, it impedes our peace so much and we don't even realize it. Like think about the all or nothing thinking. Nobody ever supports me. I was talking to a worker today and he said, uh, I have never gotten supported for anything I've ever wanted my entire career. And I said, man, is that shirt really uncomfortable? No, I like this shirt, but I don't understand. I thought you never got supported. So how'd you get that uniform? Well, not never, but some, you know, uh, uh, and then it just kept going into more and more. Listen, there are a million ways you've been supported. You just didn't get supported in every way that you wanted supported. See, ultimately, when I reflect and redirect and break it down, people ultimately say, well, so let me guess, you didn't get everything you wanted in your job. (laughs) Let me guess, in your job, you had a supervisor who disagreed with the way you saw things. Oh, well, welcome to the human race. Welcome to the workforce. Because there is no job where everything goes exactly the way you want it. It's not life. That's not reality. But it should be. No, it shouldn't. That's what interferes with peace. Our shoulds. Think about your shoulds. Think about how many shoulds you have. He shouldn't have said that. They shouldn't believe that. People shouldn't be different. Now, listen, people are. So I I respectfully, compassionately, and full of love assert my stance that I am not about the cartoon world, the la-la world of what should be. I'm about looking at the world the way it is. And the way the world is, is people struggle. People struggle at times. People hurt sometimes. People say the wrong thing at times. People hurt each other at times. That happens. That's life. 
The reality is that we minimize the pain we cause others. We hold on to grudges, and the only reason why we hold on to grudges against other people who hurt us is because we don't have the awakening to realize how many people out there are holding on to grudges about what we've done. Oh, but I didn't mean to. Oh, well, neither did the person who hurt you. You see, we we emphasize the pain others cause us, but we minimize the pain we cause others. But what if we had the awareness to undo that? What if you did? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what everybody else in the world does. It matters what you and you alone do. It doesn't matter what you mean to do. It doesn't matter what you didn't mean to do. It doesn't matter what you meant to say or didn't mean to say. It matters what you actually say, what you actually do. Life is short. It's worth looking into. My hope is that you look into it. Look into what you have. Because it's a blessing to be alive. Sometimes the pain is immeasurable. Sometimes the pain is so deep we don't know what to do with. Sometimes we just need to sit with people. We don't need to talk about it. We just need to sit with somebody and say, listen, I just went through something. Wherever you are, wherever you are in the process of figuring out what you have to go through, go through it. Go through it. That's why I call my new book Walking Through Anger. Because it's about seeing something, seeing the conflict, and going through it. And I believe you can go through it, whatever you're struggling with. I believe in you. I believe in the human potential. I believe in the spirit for you to get through what you're getting through. Hey, I'm here every week, Monday nights, 8 to 10. Until next time, as always, I wish you much peace. This is Emotional Management on KDK Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.